Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real-life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's Word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for joining us another week on the Truth Be Told podcast. Yeah. Before we get into things, let us give a quick shout out. We made an Instagram page. Yes. If you haven't seen it yet, it is at Truth Be Told underscore podcast. Yep. Um, could you give can us find a follow. It in either one of our bios and such. Yep. But listen, I want to challenge you to share this to your Instagram, your Facebook. Please. You know, share it with some friends. Yeah. We're seeing, obviously, there's a great audience that we have. And, you know, we have a, an awesome podcast, fam. But we want to hear from you, especially sure. if we don't know you. If we don't have any relationship with you and you just stumbled across this thing or maybe somebody shared it with you, please let us know. Reach out. We want to connect with you. Definitely. You know, one of the things that the Lord told us when he told us to start this podcast was that we were to be a resource. So maybe you know somebody that's going through something in their lives. Scroll back. Look at the different topics we have and send them the podcast. And Mm -hmm. we pray that it would be a blessing to them as it's been to you. Absolutely. And knowing that we have well over 100 people people that listen every single week. Every single week. Um, You guys are awesome. Yeah, it it is great to hear from you. So share it on Instagram, DM us, us, let us know um, so that we can actually connect on a more personal level. Right, and it just encourages us to know that we are meeting a need. Yeah, and honestly, honestly, Jade told me that if... You know, if five people don't share this on their Instagram this week, that she's never doing a podcast I mean, I didn't say that, but I guess now that you said it. Straight from the horse's mouth. (laughs) I can't say anything. I just, that. I just, I just think we should stop. Okay, stop while we're ahead. Okay, we're behind. Uh, <laughs> but hey, guys, we want to talk today about becoming the better person. Honestly, I really wanted to entitle this podcast don't be "Stop a jerk. Being a Jerk" oh. or "Don't Be a Jerk." Yeah. But I didn't know how many listens that would get if that like was your, the title. We have not titled anything yet, and we will be titling it "Don't Be a Jerk." So. If Re- you're are we really going to oh, do 100%. that? Oh, 100%. That's okay. such a better title. Well, my nice title that this was originally going to be before he uh, totally just changed everything was Becoming the Better Person. And that's really what we want to talk AKA, about. AKA, don't be a jerk. Because, you know, in life, right, we're constantly navigating interactions with people. Right. People are part of life. It's always funny whenever I hear preachers or people that work with people no you know what the funniest is airlines i don't know anyone who is more rude to people than airlines (laughs) like either the the front ticketing agents it's like guys you got a job in customer service you you kind of have to like customers (laughs) in order to work that's not true they're gonna get paid a minimum wage (laughs) but isn't that always so ironic when people that like work in customer service hate customers (laughs) but um The point I'm trying to make is that we are constantly interacting with people, whether it be our spouse, our family members, friends, co-workers, people at the grocery store, at the gas station. Our life, I mean, that's... We're consistently navigating conversations and interactions with people. And I personally find, uh, shout out Mindy Spencer and Karen Spencer, that navigating interactions in this application is one of the most difficult (laughs) things. 
Other people, I'm fine with. You're such a victim to your sisters. Oh my (laughs) god! Don't no 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 no. I'm not a victim, but they are not innocent. They're both bad people. Oh my gosh, you're ridiculous. Um, You love them enough to give them a shout out on our (laughs) podcast. So please. All right, here we go though. But the type of person that we are matters right i don't know why it is that culture has made us think that it's okay not to care right there's such an i don't care well i don't care if they don't like me well i don't really care or if if you know if they do this to me and i act back i don't really care they deserve it and culture and social media have made us believe that who we are doesn't really matter and we can act however we want and i think Social media makes it so easy because there's no consequence to actions, you know, and you can put whatever you want. And there's a lot of bold people out there that social, you know, they're social media warriors or keyboard warriors. Yeah, we whatever say you this all the time. Them. They hide behind a screen in the basement with, you know, what Cheeto dust yeah. on their fingertips. <laughs> like, yeah, it's easy. It's easy to say what you want when you're not face to face with someone. But even face to face, Chad, I have seen, I feel like in the last year, and this is an opinion, mm-hmm. but in the last year with COVID, mm-hmm. I feel like people got really bold in just being a jerk to other people. Yeah. You know, whether it be someone not wearing a mask, interacting with someone wearing a mask, yeah. um, stores, restaurants, just people, it's become increasingly easy. To not care how you treat people and to not be the better person in situations. Yep. Right. To be a jerk. But as a Christian and as people who are a representation of Jesus, uh, the Bible actually calls us ambassadors of the kingdom. Representatives. We are always required in every situation to be the better person. There is never a situation as a Christian where it is okay to be the jerk or to be the terrible person. Now, okay, don't get me wrong. There's times that you're going to need to have a backbone in life. And there's times that you're going to need to be strong. And there's times that you're going to have to have some confrontation. But what I'm talking about is at the end of the day, are you the one that's being love? Are you the one that's forgiving? Are you the one that's putting your pride aside in order to say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. That's what we're talking about, right. about and, being the better person. You know, just to draw the boundary line, love does not require you to give up on what you believe or compromise Absolutely. your personal convictions. That's not what I'm talking about. Because oftentimes I've seen love manifest in a way where you're telling truth which may even hurt the other person's feelings or emotions, yeah. but you're telling them in a way that's loving and caring. You know, And I think it's important to know that, yes, you can be direct. No, no we're not telling you you just need to be a walkover and a pushover and let everybody yeah, abuse I'm, you. I am in no way saying that you should be a doormat. Yeah. No, I'm, and it's important, though, through these communications that sometimes are difficult and hard to have, that you represent Jesus in whatever way it needs to be, he needs to be represented in that moment. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, you, I can even think about like you and I, we've had some hard conversations where maybe I wasn't acting right. And the best thing for me in that moment was us having a good conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and Chad had to be the better person by speaking the truth in love. Now, 
you don't be a jerk about it. And that's literally the point of where that's we're going. literally why we weren't that progressive in our first year of marriage. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> it's it very wasn't true. in love. Yeah, it was but just it, irritation. But it was my fault. So <laughs> But the problem is we so don't want to be a doormat that we've gone in the complete opposite direction of now we just don't care how we treat people. Right. Now we literally treat people however the heck we want. But the Bible still has very serious guidelines of how we are to act as Christians. You know, I love um, 1 Corinthians 13. I want to read this because okay, you're kind of leading it. this one. Um, go for it. So uh, I'll, I'll be your Bible reader. Boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. And that's 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. We dismiss our good words yeah. without bad actions. Right. Every single time. We disqualify. We... You know, we, we we love to talk the talk as Christians. You know, we love to share the verses. We love to, uh, you know, sh- ooh, that's good. You know, share it on Facebook. But then our actions completely dismiss any witness that our words may have had. Right. There are people in ministry that I've seen how they've responded to people. And it's been in a horrible way, you know, and it's been hurtful and wrong. And I don't care what the person may say, it wasn't done in love or there's no way to perceive that it was done in love at least. And uh, those things left marks on me where, you know, I don't follow that person's, those people's ministries as close because if it's not done in love, does it really matter? Exactly. You know, and again, I, I don't want to paint this like soft picture not of at all. love, but, you know, love is the most important characteristic mm-hmm. that Christ gave us. Yep. In our representation of that, in our daily action, not just in big moments, but in our day-to-day communications with people, you know, in disagreements, in hard conversations, that's what truly matters. And those are the times that we need to represent Christ, not when everything's going our way and it's easy to do so. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, and I'm going to throw Chad under the bus, but I mean, we keep each other accountable with this. But even, you know, we were in a restaurant last night and it was a little bit crazy and, you know, it was a little chaotic. We had the kids and our kid and my niece and nephew and there was just a lot going on and I could see Chad starts to get like red in the neck when he starts to get like really flustered and frustrated and annoyed and I could see the red rising and I like looked at him and I was like hey just remember who you are because I knew if he kept getting frustrated the server was going to be the sucker that it was going to kind of fall on but that's something that even we keep each other accountable with that of like remember who you are you represent Jesus People are going to, you're going to disqualify your ministry with your words and how you act. Yep. You can remove your testimony's effect just by a few small words, or you can make a testimony by changing it and doing something different that people want to expect. You to respond Which is with. even funny because so today we went to another restaurant. Yeah. It's been a, it's been the last two weeks have been like crazy ministry weeks yeah. and we've had a lot of meetings yeah. and so naturally you eat out a ton. Um, but today we went out again and it was so cool because um, I said to the girl that was serving us and there was quite a few of us yeah. and we had Hunter and whatever and I said to the girl, thank you so much for putting up with us Mm -hmm. when we left. And she was like, oh, it was such a joy. You guys were so great to have. And I was like, yes, that's how I want to leave that impression on people. And I just need to, it sucked. We waited 30 minutes. We had every reason to be annoyed. The the line was supposed to be five to 10 minutes. We waited 30, but we weren't jerks. 
about it. Exactly. Because when we looked at this scenario, there was nothing they could do. Exactly. So let's keep going. But what I love about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is in our lives for so many different reasons. He is... Uh, he's our comforter, he's our guide, he's our teacher. But another thing that he does is he leads us to be more like Jesus. Um, the Bible says in Galatians 5.16, do you want to go right ahead and read? Yeah, I'm the professional reader today. So I say, <laughs> let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. See, he's our supernatural aid from heaven in order to teach us to successfully live lives. Right. And navigate people and situations. He will remind us how Jesus would have acted, right? Because the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit brings back to remembrance the things that the Word says. And so when we're reading about Jesus, we're reading about the character of Jesus. In those situations and when we're navigating people on a daily basis, the Holy Spirit's our gentle reminder of, hey, this is how you should act and this is maybe how you shouldn't act. Right. And I think part of spiritual maturity because I think when we first get saved what I see a lot is people recognize afterwards what they did was wrong and how they communicated was wrong right. or their actions were wrong and then they have to go and apologize as you grow in Christ you should be able to recognize when the Holy Spirit speaking to you in the moment so that you don't have to go back right. humble yourself and apologize to everyone that actually before the mistake is made that you understand and hear the clear voice of the Holy Spirit and what he's saying to you and how he's guiding you and what to do so that you can represent Jesus the right way first exactly instead of having to come back and fix a situation and you know what that I was just thinking I was just thinking babe how the bible says it's that the goodness of god is what draws people to repentance the goodness of god is what people makes people want to change so if that's the case then our goodness and how we treat people is going to make them want to be the better person too so when we're the better person naturally there's a ripple effect it's really hard to be a jerk to a really nice person yeah so when you're constantly putting yourself in the position of being the better person, the one that's loving, the one that's kind, the one that's caring, forgiving, understanding, peaceful, patient, whatever. It's really difficult to be a jerk to that kind of person. Yeah. And even in the Bible, it talks about how where there is no wood, there is no fire. Exactly. You know, and if you remove that opportunity, you know, I've seen people be jerks to very nice people, but they look stupid in the long run. Exactly. Because when you're standing there and your character's going before you and you're representing Christ, if that person in opposition is attacking you or maybe being a jerk, you don't look bad. They look bad. Right. Every single time. How we treat people and how we act in situations is either going to draw people to mm-hmm. the God that we serve yep. or deter them right away from from him. You know, I've had conversations with people that have spoken about other people saying, if that's the kind of God they serve, I want nothing to do with that God because right. I can't I would never serve a God that his people treat people that way. Exactly. And I think this is that's, weighty. Yeah, I think that's where we as Christians a lot of times mess up because we don't consider that. It's easy in your daily routine not to be led by the Holy Spirit and not to consider Christ in every single moment. And so let me just read a scripture from Colossians three, twelve through fifteen. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender hearted mercy kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, making allowance for each other's faults and forgiving anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, 
so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in a perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. So right there, it's like a ton of meat. It's like a really meaty scripture with a lot of instruction. But in every single part of that scripture, it's about being the better person. Right. It's about being the person that, ready, close yourself with mercy and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience, making allowances for other faults. I think that is a key scripture that so many of us forget. And I know... In marriage, yeah, that's something that we had to learn to make allowances for each other's faults. Absolutely, and I think, especially within the context of marriage, unmet expectations are very dangerous. And I when think you don't, friendship. This applies to friendship too. Yeah, absolutely. And when you don't communicate expectations or don't understand expectations, it's really easy to get frustrated with somebody else. But in a, any healthy relationship, you have to understand that the person is not a robot and they're not going to always meet the expectations that you have and when you give somebody an allowance for a fault or a mistake they may have made usually the person knows it (laughs) you know usually the person doesn't need help identifying it but by making that allowance you're actually representing christ because you know when you consider forgiveness Somebody that cannot forgive another person is somebody that doesn't recognize what they've been forgiven of. Exactly. You know, and and I think that's where the core of, you know, healthy relationships lie because people will always let you down. People will always frustrate you. People will say stupid things. People will... People will make mistakes. Yeah. And you know what? Just as much as people will make mistakes, you and I will make mistakes. Right. Because you're also people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> um, so let's talk three keys to becoming the better person or three keys since we're now changing the podcast yeah, to name. To not being a jerk. Three keys to not being being a jerk. Number one, I think would be to identify the character of Jesus and make that the goal in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's not hidden. Right. You know, and and again, when you look at Jesus' life, Jesus was not soft. Not at all. Jesus was not a pushover. He pulled out a whip when he needed to. Yeah. Jesus was strong when he needed to be and he was soft when he needed to be. That's good. You know, and, and just as Paul ministered, I became all things to all people. You know, you need to identify the environment and the person that you're in, you know, communication with, and you need to become what they need so that you can truly impact their life. But yeah, that's good. Jesus didn't leave us in ambiguity. There right, we go. Right. He gave us specifics, you know, right. even the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, you know. There is no law against these things. He gave us those characteristics and they're inside of us. And it's our job to dig out the potential that's there and allow them to manifest through our lives. Exactly. You know, you have scriptures in the book of Colossians. You have scriptures all through the Bible pointing to how you should represent Jesus. Yeah. And you need to be mature enough to know when you miss the mark and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Yeah. Because he will give you the power and the desire to do what pleases him. That's Philippians 2.13. I love 2, that 13. scripture. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scriptures because there's not one thing that you're incapable of doing as long as it's biblical. Absolutely. Because he will give you the desire and the power to accomplish it. So we got to make it a goal. You know, we have goals for everything else in life. We have goals for... Uh, 
our careers. We have goals for weight loss. We have goals for our family. We have goals for financial status. But what about the goal for a better character and the kind of person that we want to be at the end of the day? One of my favorite things that Miles Monroe used to talk about was, um, you know, thinking about your eulogy. If, if somebody were to write a eulogy for you today, and a eulogy for anyone who maybe doesn't know what that is, it's what somebody will write about you when you die. Um, what would somebody say about you? Right. What would somebody write in your eulogy? You know what's even more uh, humbling? I think your brother actually does this, Chad, with the Bible school students. He has them write a eulogy of themselves. Um, about what they want mm-hmm. to be said of them. If they were to die today, what would somebody say with them? What would somebody say about your character? Yeah. You know, when you leave this earth, what is the imprint that you have left on somebody character-wise? Chad and I meet a lot of people. In the line of work that we're in, impostering, we're meeting people all the time. And there have been so many times we've walked away and we've been impacted so much by someone's character. Mm-hmm. Just today, yeah. you know, we've had the opportunity um, to spend time with Bishop, uh, Rick, Bishop Thomas. Rick Thomas, who is the oversight of his Tabernacle Family yeah. Church. And we've personally got to spend time with him. And when we walked away from conversation, we're talking about his character. Yeah. What, what a genuine man. Right. What a man, what a, what a man that loves people and loves God. And it's funny because, you know, you look at somebody like that and they kind of, you know, he's got a large church. He's yeah, very, very financially successful. successful. Yep. He's done a ton in ministry. He's very influential in his community. You know, when you consider these things, these are typically the people that are jerks. You know, they've achieved all of this status. And, you know, oftentimes I think pride creeps into people's hearts and it elevates them in their own mind and they treat people less than. Yeah. So when you meet people that have all of this influence and have done all these things that are genuinely loving representations of Jesus, it is so cool. And, you know, yeah. you walk away from a meeting and, you know, like, I, like we were talking, we were waiting at this restaurant and again, they gave us like a five to 10 minute timeline and we were waiting outside and i think it was 98 degrees like in the it was like high 90s in ithaca today it it was hot and we're outside you got dress clothes on you know 30 minutes in and we're like holy cow it is time to do something and i kept going in and checking with the people very politely right but you know bishop rick's like hey you know you look around there's nothing that they can do about this all the seats are covered i know he had just preached two Two yeah. separate services, prayed for people, spoken to people, and he sat out there for 30 minutes with us, playing with my one-year-old, yeah. chatting with, we had friends that came with us. Yeah. Like, he just, that's what I want to be. Like, that's what left an impression on me, yeah. his character. Yeah. And, you know, other people like uh, Evangelist Tiff Shuttlesworth, people like one. that, that represent Christ in every single area, in every communication, you know, it, it is awesome to be around people like that and so you could even ask yourself well what is the representation that people get from me yeah you know when people hang around me do they want to be more like jesus that is a great temperature check of your life or you know are you the complete opposite but then when you stand up and you're supposed to be holy you're holy but when you're not you're not Uh, that's so good when people hang around me do they want to be more like Jesus? Mm, write that I think down, baby that... girl. <laughs> write that down. So number two, number two. Start responding and stop reacting. Somebody helped us with this communication. A reaction 
right? And I think this happens a lot. Somebody says something and your emotions rise up and maybe it's angering or frustrating and you lash out back in return or you react. It's not even like a thought process. You're just immediate reaction is what comes up. There's a big difference between a reaction and a response. A response is counted the cost. A response is, you know, considered other people before themselves. A response is thought through the conversation that's happening. A response is sometimes just keeping quiet instead of saying something. Not every, you don't have to reply to everything that people say. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes there's going to be people in your life that are just going to try to get a rise out of you. Right. You don't always have to respond. You don't always have to say something. And that is, but that takes responding. See, sometimes not responding is a response. Yeah. And controlling yourself and keeping yourself from just automatically reacting, Mm -hmm. which oftentimes causes the hurt, which oftentimes, you know, that gives you the opportunity to not represent Christ when you haven't considered and allowed maturity, right, to take place in the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. Right, like, you know, earlier on, I came downstairs and made Chad mad about something, (laughs) so he told me to roll myself back upstairs. Don't tell people that. That was a very mean reaction. (laughs) It was a joke. And also, I could not possibly roll myself back upstairs. That is actually physically impossible. I feel like that was a response because instead of being mean, I made a joke to diffuse the situation. Some of you may be like, that that should not. But if you know Jade and I's relationship, humor is how we communicate. So that humor is good. Some of you you need to laugh. Some people do not laugh enough. Number three, get rid of pride. (laughs) Get rid of pride. Humility is key. I love the word of God. The word of God says that God, he, he rejects the proud. Yeah. But he gives more and more grace to the humble right and i think this is where christians grew up because they're so into justifying their actions they justify why they were a jerk or why they did this and they try to make excuses you know even as much as manipulating the word to justify their actions and that's not necessary yeah you know we truly need to be humble and when we miss it we miss it i think part of representing christ is being humble enough to be able to say, listen, I did not perform to the way I was supposed to. I'll never forget this. When I was younger, my dad responded and reacted in a way that uh, was mean, you know, and uh, I think him and my mom were arguing. You know what I mean? This is literally like probably 18 years ago. Mm -hmm. They were arguing and it got heated and things like that and, 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 you know, whatever. Afterwards, my dad came up to my room because I was home and I heard it. And he said, Chad, I want to apologize to wow. you. How I acted was not godly. How I acted was not right. You know, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. Think about the humility that was necessary for that to take place. Yeah. You know, and I think that's rep- representing Jesus is not always being right. Representing Jesus is not allowing pride to keep you from building the kingdom of heaven. And a lot of times relationships are we how we build? And if we let pride keep us from having moments of humility to where we can repent or, you know, say, hey, I missed the mark yeah. or just not even having to always be right in yeah. an argument or a discussion and being mature enough to say, you know, we're going to agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's end on this scripture. Second mm. Peter 1, 5 through 10 says this. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. I honestly think that's our entire podcast wrapped up in a scripture. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think the thing you need to walk away with is representing Christ is going to take work yeah. because your human nature is against the nature and the character of Christ. And as you go through this renewal, as you're, you know, truly living out this sanctification process, that it is going to take work to represent Jesus. But you know what? You'll never regret putting in that work. Never. So, My wife's going to pray. I was just going to say, how about we pray real quick? Father, thank you. Thank you for every person that is tuning into this podcast, no matter when they're listening. God, we just thank you. Do the work in us, Holy Spirit. We yield ourselves to you. We make the choice to yield ourselves to you. We will not grieve you. We will listen when you speak. Make us more like you, Jesus. Our goal is to be like you. Let us never speak good words and then dismiss them with bad actions. Father, we love you and I thank you that just like we spoke about, you have given us everything that we need pertaining to life and to godliness and it's at our disposal. So Father, thank you that we don't have to be a jerk. Thank you that we can love God and our love is not just a clanging symbol. It's not just making noise, but God, when we love, we love just like you love. So, Father, we honor you and we thank you for everything that you are to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.